When I, I've done it to myself, I'm thinking about fostering three, um, four three-week-old baby kittens and bottle feeding them for are. the next week. I mean, it's just part of just throwing that out there real quick. Sometimes I have to throw my ideas out there, like just slip them in and we're like, nobody will, like nobody really heard that I was going to do that. So nobody crushes it, tells me no. Anyways, and then so, I heard her saying that she wants to volunteer at that I'm Iowa Farm Sanctuary and I'm just sitting back being like, <laughs> you're like she'll find time to do this, I guess. You're like, <laughs> when are you going to go it. feed the cows? should introduce our guest someone i know real well you do you do too um it's my sister yes, hello nikki sister coming in nikki. hot Excited today to be here coming in hot today she is going to be such an amazing guest on our podcast today because she um not only works with our team uh our team at ann and ellis ashton hill you know when i started ashton hill it was just all hands on deck it was like all the family came to help as my family does and then they all stayed which as was it typically great. does by the way for a lot of new venues yeah yeah you get, it's, a get a, it's a family affair and i think there's nothing better because those at least i'm blessed enough to have a family that just jumps right in and, yeah. and cares but she has evolved her role i'll let her tell a little bit more about that into just a crucial part of our companies and one of the most I think beneficial things that we do uh, with her on the on the daily or in retreats or you know all the time we reference it is the Enneagram and you guys have heard us talk about the Enneagram before uh, so today uh, Nikki is going to talk about her journey with us what she does the Enneagram how we use it a little bit about our types uh, individually mm -hmm. her type how we get yeah. along all of the N things Nikki so, yeah. is kind yeah. of like the um, the the Ann and Ellis therapist as well. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We have she therapy. Hears and helps us navigate yeah. through the, the employee whisperer. Yeah, she is an employee yes. whisperer. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, she can break down for us situations. She can talk to the team members about, you know, here's why this might be happening, X, Y, Z. Uh, yeah, it's, and our team loves it. Yeah. Right? They're lucky to have you um, to be able you. to share that sort of, information so tell us for those of people who haven't met you or i know mm -hmm. a lot of our clients see your name and they just may not know all the great pieces that you bring to our company so tell them sure. and listeners about you mm -hmm. and your journey and what you do with the company and then we'll dig into the enneagram sure um well as megan mentioned i'm her sister yeah older by three years and and or three years and eight months not four years she will say four <laughs> years it's three years eight months let's be very very clear about that you got a great soothing voice on a microphone too by the way well, yeah you notice you. that john yeah i've been Just, told i should have been a news anchor i like it i should have oh. it's never too late Nicole yeah we got a green screen we could throw up and you could do the do weather, the weather. <laughs> and here and be if you're wrong no one cares <laughs> right right that's how that's, it works i love that that's sorry awesome. to interrupt but i just wanted to Give you that oh, thank you, Riley. I appreciate that. I know that's that. really important to you, right? It is very important to me. It's yeah, a two sure on the Enneagram. <laughs> are we going to all like cater <laughs> oh, yes. to like, yeah. okay, today, like your Riley, achievements have you been amazing. Are killing it. Yeah. You are doing all the things. Yeah. Okay. And this is how you can practice Enneagram in real time. All right. It's <laughs> yeah. very Here we go. Live session on, on coming YouTube. Coming up and, on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Coming up yeah. today. Uh, but yeah, so I uh, am married to my husband, Dan, and I am a mom of one uh, child, my son, uh, is 16, going on 25. Ugh, the teen years. Yeah. Nothing <sighs> prepares you for the teen years. Um, but my background professionally is in human resources. So I think when you're talking about how I 
I don't know if therapist is the right word or not, but how I can kind of explain things from an organizational perspective and a people perspective. As an HR professional, those are the two hats that you wear. You wear, you're an, or, an, an, an organizational advocate, first and foremost, but you're also a people advocate. So I can see things kind of from both perspectives and try to, you know, explain situations and scenarios in those mm -hmm. ways. So uh, that's very helpful. So that's where most of my professional background is. Um, but I remember in 2016, I was actually working at our church at the time, and you were building Ashton Hill or had just started. I don't even know if they had dug the hole, and you said, there's just a whole bunch that's going to be involved with this. I need help. Can you come and help me? And uh, it was actually an answer to a prayer, honestly, because I, uh, my son was nine at the time, and I had been wanting to find a position where I had a lot more flexibility mm -hmm. and freedom and work from home. And you said, you can work from home. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. What, 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 I don't care what I'm doing. Just sign me up. I'm, I'm ready to go. And it was super exciting. Uh, and we found very quickly that I am not a wedding professional. Um, I assisted with the first two weddings. And I said to Megan, I'll do anything else. I'll sweep the floors. I'll clean the toilets. I'll, I'll, Please, I'll do anything. anything. I, I, I can't. Our team members that do weddings every day are absolute rock stars. I don't have the stuff that it takes. I have other gifts. But I, it's not me. And so she said, yeah, well, you can do the contracts and the payroll and the finances and behind the scenes things, which is really where I shine anyway. So it yeah. was a perfect match. Like we complement each other. I think our yeah. work styles very well. And so I started uh, working from home. And again, I was able to be with my son more. And it was just really a blessing, honestly, yeah. to be able to do that. So and then you said you were going to open another venue. And I was like, Oh, I'm the one. So, and if Melissa was here, she would probably agree with me. We're kind of the ones that when you guys were like, hey, we had this idea and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> now we don't say you can't do it. But <clears throat> so when you said you were going to open Ashton Hill Galena, I was like, are you sure? I think even for a while after you decided to do Galena and we're in that process, I had a note on my phone that said, Megan Knatz will never open another wedding venue she as long as she me, shall live. You made me record it. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, you're not doing this again. Um, <laughs> she made me record into her phone. I promise never to. I am never. Uh, build another wedding venue. Oops. That got deleted. Then Whoops. Oops. That's not real. Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> Fingers um, crossed. So, so, but yeah, so I, I was assisting and then uh, Riley, who we had known for a while mm -hmm. just through the wedding industry. And uh, I think you had also um, DJed at the first night to shine prom yeah, that we did, uh, which was Ashton at Hill. Ashton Hill yeah. in 2018. And you came to us and said, Hey, I just would love to be more a part of things going on at Ashton Hill. And that was just a no brainer because you're awesome and amazing. Well, and uh, now I think Megan and I both, you're, more than a, a business yep. partner, your brother, yep. your family, mm -hmm. you and Melissa and the kids. Little and brother. Just yeah. Beat the little shit bro. Out of I got the sisters that gang up on me. Right. That's right. I have a wild idea. They Absolutely. both give me the look. Paint They're your like, fingernails. That's what yep. we did to our actual brother. Yeah. So. I painted his fingernails. <laughs> that's why he's so quiet. Um, I know. He's just poor, like, he's just like he's in just shock like stay from in the his background. childhood. Don't, twice if you're okay. With the two oh, of us. Meet back. I'll talk to you. Don't disrupt though. Don't like stir them up. Don't give them ideas. Don't get them started. They're crazy. Um. So yeah. And then Anna and Ellis, I kind of serve in a similar role with Anna and Ellis. I sent out contracts and just do a lot of the behind the scenes and uh, I've had the just honor and privilege, honestly, to be working alongside both of you and Melissa, who is like a sister, another sister to me. Uh, and uh, 
It's it's amazing. So I absolutely well, love what I do. It's a blessing in my life for sure. I, I tell everybody, you are the, like the central nervous system to what we do because oh, we thanks. wouldn't have, we we would not be where we're at today no. without Nikki. Well, and I'm not saying that because you. you're standing. I mean, I've told you that a, a yes, ton. And yeah. what what appreciate that. What startup companies or different organizations don't quite understand and or they 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 take for granted is the administrative side of things, the true organizational side mm-hmm. of things, and who is overseeing mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. who who from from an administrative standpoint um, are keeping individuals within it accountable? Sure, you know, and I, I'm very. Um, very fortunate that that we have the kind of communication style mm-hmm. that we do because we don't yeah. we don't have to beat around the bush. It's always logic over emotion, which is yeah. our motto at yeah. Ann Ellis, logic over emotion. And so mm-hmm. if I come to you with, hey, I had a client ask about X, Y, and Z thing, here here's what I I think my response is going to be. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And then here's sometimes three things to think about or 38 things to think about. Yeah, you break it down for us (laughs) on like, what are the- I can really go down the- And then make your decision. It's like, thank you. I need that. Because Mm -hmm. at times, Mm -hmm. Megan and I are building a plane and we're telling everybody, we're going to fly this over the Pacific. Watch us. (laughs) And you're like, okay, uh, has that been tested? Or like, have you flown it before? And and it's not grounding our plane by any means, but it it really is. It's keeping us- safe that that, that's that's the way that i Mm -hmm. uh, even melissa Mm -hmm. and you it's like it's the same level of like protection (laughs) and yeah just having our best interest in mind for how that's going to trickle down yeah (laughs) right i think we're both very we obviously both you know love and care about both of you very much just from our personal relationships but also professionally you know we know what you're both very capable of without the two of you well, you know, we wouldn't have the opportunities that we have. And so it's because of that, you know, I get to do the work that I do. But I think we have a, a obligation to look out for the both of you because you guys are both very um, creative, innovative, you know, dynamic people who are just incredibly able to see the big picture and why something would be so amazing. And then I think our role is to Kind of say, yeah, that sounds great. Have you thought about one, two, three, yeah. or 38 or however many <laughs> yeah. things? And and it's not to say don't do that or um, you shouldn't do that. It's to say, you know, let's let's think it through. And then you guys usually go make it happen. So, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, and, and you do it very well and with excellence. And so it's just a nice compliment. I think we all compliment each other yeah. really well. And we've gotten really good at vetting things out, yeah. putting them through the filter. You guys are a great resource for us on that. And I think one of the things you have done so well, which is not easy, I don't take it for granted, is that when I started the companies or any new idea we have, for probably both a three and a seven on the Enneagram, I don't have to know all the answers. I don't have to know the the how. I'm like, I'll figure it out. And that's anxiety producing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, and look, when I brought you on Ashton Hill, I'm like, I don't know how this is all going to work. Great. But let's, you know, and you're, you came right along. You didn't, you know, not that you didn't question it, but you were like, I'm willing to jump in. It's probably very uncomfortable at times trying to figure out your role, trying to figure out what worked and didn't work. And I appreciate that because that my mind, it, you know, 
if if someone said, okay, well, you have to have every line mm. item written out of exactly how this has to work, I would just be like, that's what I would have liked to have. Yeah. Had. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, did, okay. I appreciate that you were like, I will figure it out mm. along with you. You have a quick mind and great strategy and thinking, and you didn't like you let me fly and kept just in the background doing the things and figuring it out. And um, I didn't get weighed down by that. I think for us too, that's when we get inspired, you know, and we get excited having people that are in the back probably going, oh shit, you know, (laughs) but they don't show like, they're just like, they know and they're willing to like support us and figure it out along with us because we're not afraid to try new things. Mm -hmm. So, so that's been a great part about your personality and how it works great with us. Uh, and how we approach life and business and yeah, all of those things. I, I, you look at a lot of businesses or partnerships that fall apart over mm. the course. I mean, using music as as an example, a lot of bands. Mm. People don't understand. I mean, you think of the Rolling Stones and all these other bands that have been together for years yeah. and years, even bands that aren't as big. Yeah, I, I, talked, I talk with my dad a lot about that because he comes from that world of yeah. just music and bands and all the personalities that are involved you're you're all expression expressing a high level of passion on that stage when you start bringing business to the table how much is the guitar player going to get paid versus the drummer well the lead singer and now you know there's a lot of bands that structure they're literally like band as a corporation isn't that weird like the sure. drummer's on a salary <laughs> guitar players this that and that sense, wow. yeah. but anyways i say all of that because they're all very creative and and we're all very creative and i think we just got really freaking lucky that our personalities uh past experience that we've had both in mm-hmm. and outside of the industry has shaped us to be able to communicate with our unique dynamics yeah. mm-hmm. you know and it, what's what's also interesting and and I, I think what people would really like to know and understand because i mentioned earlier a lot of individuals in the wedding industry Photography teams, cinematography teams, venue owners, a lot of it's husband, wife, or Mm -hmm. uh, brother, sister, Mm -hmm. sister, sister. It's just a very Mm -hmm. family-focused industry, which which makes sense. How how do you think it's worked so well being sisters and still being able to do business? Like, Do you think that stems from just an organic relationship that you had when you were young, or did you experience like a shift? Yeah, because I, I honestly, unless you fight and argue behind the scenes, I've never seen it's like it. Real housewives over here. I've seen this a hundred percent of the no. time. I'm not exaggerating. I've never seen like, we oh don't. man, it's Megan not, and Nikki. No, this is real. We actually, don't. This is real. We laugh about the childhood thing just because the childhood dynamic was slightly different. I mean, we didn't fight, but you no, can tell we some of the close. things. Um, no, this is it. This is yeah. my whole family. I'm blessed. Right. Like we Very don't blessed. argue, and, and it's not yeah. like we don't argue and we suppress it. We just don't. We communicate openly and respectfully, yeah. and and mm-hmm. there's a lot of love um, mm-hmm. in our family. But as a child, she was the older sister. You were maybe a little more type A, or just like wanted to kind of run the show, and yes. so a little bossy. You could tell some Cut of her the hair situation. off more than once. <laughs> yeah. Cut my hair. The the two things that we always joke about a lot were we'd play Barbies. Right, we're both super into Barbies, and. The one thing, the gift I don't have that she has is organization and like her Barbie, like she had all her stuff organized and really well put together and I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. so my Barbies, I'm always trying to take, I mean, I took many clothes of yours personally and Barbies and stuff. And so I was always just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but my Barbie, (laughs) like we play Barbies, my Barbie 
she would run dictate the scene or the show right so i remember one distinct time like we were at it's like a grocery store and my Barbie's trying to order something and like she's behind the counter and she's the people standing behind my Barbie and my Barbie like couldn't get the order right. Like, you know, they're like, oh, get, can you just like get out of the way? Like you're taking too long. You're and stupid. I, get out of like, here. Like my Barbie couldn't win. Right. Sure. Like my you Barbie. Were the, we were the worst Barbie. You were like the, <laughs> yeah, like the no every friends. Hated my Barbie in our world. Barbie. Yeah. Because she wanted I was to. The, I was the, you know. Gorgeous, wealthy, beautiful yeah, Barbie, Barbie and she was the Naturally, bad Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> she was the worst one. And then name that tune. We played that a lot. So she would be a contestant and the host, and I would be a contestant. <laughs> so every answer, even if she was getting it right, was wrong. She'd be like, "Me, I'm right. Uh, you're me. wrong." Yeah, I was pretty bossy, but I think that you know, to answer your question, really, I think that because, like Megan said, I think because we are just truly, you know, best friends and mm-hmm. sisters and we are open and honest uh, with each other and it, it's, it's real for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know when something happens in my life, I mean, besides my husband, but like, she's the first person I tell Same. good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. Uh, she probably hears from me more than she wants no, it's to. This mutual. happened today, ah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's very organic and we're close and we've been through a lot and, Yeah, it's and it just and then but how that translates into business is that I know I can be honest Mm -hmm. with her. Uh, I know she has my back. I have her back. I'm very protective. Like when you were talking the other day, you're a little overwhelmed with some things going on. And my first instinct was, I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to help you figure this out. And because I'm and I think that extends to you too, Riley. Like and I think Melissa would probably say the same thing. We're just protective of your guys's capacity, you know. Because you easily could burn yourselves out. And so just really being protective of your time, your energy, your resources to so you guys can be the best version of yourselves yeah. to show up for your business and your family. And um, so, yeah, it's yeah, it works really well for us. I yeah. don't know if it does for all families, but M- Melissa will put I think her protection of me and my time comes from a place of. um her knowing what that will do to me mm-hmm. from a focus standpoint with our kids and with my relationship with her, yeah. right? Because Absolutely. I'm probably pretty guilty on not making enough time to emotionally connect with her mm-hmm. because of all the things that we have going on. And the longer we've been married and the longer we've just been together, the more concise she is to say, you're taking a day off this week mm-hmm. or we're going camping or we're going on this trip to Hawaii because almost every trip we take, she's the, <coughs> she's the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, and no, decision no. maker. And I used to fight her all the time. Like we don't have, I don't deserve a vacation. You got, and she's like, you got kids. Like this isn't about you, Mr. Right. Three on the, like this yep. isn't about your, you are a three for sure. there's no, yeah. if you've earned it or not, like we're making memories yeah. of the family. Mm-hmm. And without her, I would be a guy that no exaggeration I would work 24 7, 365. I would have a hard time celebrating birthdays, Christmas. I mean, I'm telling you, it would be very scary. Yeah. Like yeah. when she goes on trips with the kids, like with her mom or my mom or whoever, it's like, oh, look, I got the house yeah. to myself. I'm going to sit and watch Netflix for, you know, all day and night or play Call of Duty or any of that crap. It's like, no, mm-hmm. great. I get to, I'm going to go to my office at Nap Creek and I'm going to work. <laughs> You always say that. You're like, yeah, you know, Melissa's gone. I'm going to hunker down. And I'm like, you hunker down all the time. (laughs) Like, I don't even know if you realize 
from the outside perspective how much you work, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and you're always pushing to, which is, there's a lot of amazing things about that. But yeah, it is, you have to have time for you, you and your family. You do. Mm -hmm. You can't you keep, because, and we, we talk about it a lot. And our Enneagrams play a big role in how we manage mm -hmm. our stress and how we, um, push ourselves or just kind of how we show up in business. And um, I think we should dig into that yeah, a little yeah, bit absolutely. because Let's I think it. it really tells a lot about it. So will you give people who are listening, if they don't know what the Enneagram is, sure. um, I we've talked about a little bit, kind mm -hmm. of a quick overview of what it is. Sure. So the Enneagram is a personality assessment, uh, much like people have probably heard of Myers-Briggs. That's a really yeah. popular one or StrengthsFinder. There's a lot on the leadership world, leadership 360, DISC. There's there's a lot of those out there that measure uh, attributes. It measures uh, different characteristics of your, your personality type. Um, the Enneagram has been around for a really long time, but it's just kind of made a resurgence in the last several years. It hasn't uh, been kind of one of those mainstream, like Myers-Briggs is used a lot in corporate settings and things mm -hmm. like that. So what the Enneagram uh, does, it has nine types. Ennea is is nine um, in Greek, I believe. And it has nine personality types, um, all distinct personality types, and it measures your motivation. So it's the why that you do what you do that determines your type. Uh, and if listeners or viewers take one thing away from what I talk about regarding the Enneagram today is that it me it's measuring motivation, not behavior. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get really hung up when they're trying to figure out their type. They're, they're looking at their behaviors, not the why they do what they do or say what they say or act or behave how they do. So it's the motivation. And so there's nine different types, and uh, a lot of people will hear about the Enneagram and, well, how do I know what my type is? Uh, and it, um, you know, a lot of people will take a test. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of free tests out there. Uh, the one I recommend to most people is on the Your Enneagram Coach website. Uh, it's free. It's fairly quick. Uh, and that's kind of a way to get a sneak peek. I tell people, but tests are only about 60 to 70% accurate. So uh, there's a whole way you can type yourself, and I won't go into all that because that's a lot of detail. But um, we're all one type. Um, we don't change our type. A lot of people will say, well, I think when three years ago I was a five, but now I'm a nine. That's not how the Enneagram works. Your, your type is formed throughout your childhood. So they say really don't – you're not supposed to type children. Um, Probably late teens would be a okay. good time to to start it, but you uh, most people will test fairly high at one type, and it's pretty obvious, and they resonate with that. But some people will test, and they might test really closely between two or three types. So it can typing can be a little tricky, um, and you're really not supposed to type anyone else. But a funny story when I was getting into this and totally nerding out about it, I tested, and I've always tested high at a two. I've never tested high at anything else. And then I read about the two and I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm a two. I'm a two for sure. Um, and I read a, a book, which I have with me today, and you guys have talked about it before, mm -hmm. called The Road Back to You. And I, I was reading it. It was before I'd ever talked to you about it. And I read about the seven. I'm like, my sister is the most <laughs> seven person I know. And I thought that in my head. And I think I told you, like, you need to take this. You have to take this test. And of course, you were a seven. I did the same thing with my husband. Mm -hmm. I read about the eight. My husband is an eight. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's such an eight. I had him take the test. He was an eight. And I thought, well, maybe I'm kind of onto something. Maybe I'm kind of 
intuitive about this or good at this. So I really started to dig more into it. But it's just it's a personality assessment. It's a way for you to learn more about yourself, uh, to learn about others. Human behavior has always fascinated me. And uh, I've always been super into like personal development. I, I think we're just obligated to strive to be the best version of ourselves, to show up for our families, for business, for whatever we're doing. And so the Enneagram really serves as a vehicle to help you do that. It is just a tool, though. I always tell people it's it's yeah. just a tool. It's not going to fix everything. It's not going to solve all of your problems, but it gives you more insight into yourself, into other people. Uh, it helps you. I think it helps with communication. Mm -hmm. um, it helps you have more compassion and empathy for other people. Why are they the way they are? You know, uh, it's helped me a lot with identifying more quickly when I'm stressed out or overwhelmed. Uh, it's helped me in parenting for sure. It's helped me in my marriage. <coughs> it has a lot of applications, um, but it's just a way to learn more about yourself and, I agree. and why you do what you do. We find it so valuable. I mean, the way we, and I would like you to talk more about how we can use it in business, but it's mm -hmm. when we have a team and even if you are, you know, working by yourself, right, or you um, have interactions, again, it's family and, and whoever, it has so many different areas, but Working relationships, it's really cool to know the Enneagram types of people because when you're managing a team, we know their core motivations. And from their core motivations, exude <clears throat> behaviors so we can kind of maybe predict how they might react in a situation or predict what their needs might be or how they might handle an ask. or And it just rings true time and time again mm -hmm. when we look at our team, you know. Um, especially in a very service-focused, people-focused industry, what's going to motivate our team. Um, and we've got all different numbers mm -hmm. on our team, which is interesting as well. Some certain ones kind of pop up more than others. So mm -hmm. tell listeners too, and then we want to. I would love to dig into some of the, the types that we are and kind of explain mm -hmm. that. But in a business application or, or how mm -hmm. have we used it that you could share with listeners or viewers that you think are helpful or how could people use it in, in their business as well? Sure. Well, um, obviously the first thing, you know, you need to do is, is type yourself and then have your team members type mm -hmm. themselves. And then as a leader, and I think what you guys have, have done a great job in and what I've tried to help with is to learn more about those types. So your first step then would be to learn more about the types of your team and understand, you know, their core fears and desires and longings and um, and their weaknesses. And then talk openly about that with your team members and say, how does this apply in your professional life? Um, it helps you to better understand, like you said, the asks of your team. Yeah. Do you have the right team members in the right roles? Um, I think it's really helpful for feedback giving team members feedback. You might want to give a three feedback different than you would a two or an eight. That messaging is different. It's not that you shy away from it, but you give the message in a different way or present it a little differently. Uh, I think and as far as team building, I know I've presented at a couple retreats that we've had. And I think especially this last one, our team really enjoyed learning more, not just about their types, but about their team members' types and where we go in stress and where we go in growth. And we talked a little bit about that and how you can help move yourself more towards a healthy growth path. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think some of our team members have really kind of gotten into it and taken it to heart, which is really cool to see. 
Um, so I think for leaders, it's helpful for communication in team team building um, and just communicating with your team members in general, feedback, evaluating your team members in terms of their role and what they're doing. You know, there are some, you'll see on Instagram, some posts of certain types of jobs that are better suited sure. to certain types than others. But there's anyone can do any type of job. It's just there are certain um, personality types that I think mesh well with certain roles. Wedding planner comes up a lot for twos, yeah, um, which is interesting to me. Um, and we have a two on our team who is one of our, our team members. So, uh, but it's not to say that others, and we've sure. seen other types excel in this role. So yeah. that's not limiting at all. Um, but I think leaders, and again, I think it's, and for yourselves, mm -hmm. you know, I think leaders sometimes are so busy cultivating their team and building their team, they forget to focus on their own personal growth and development. And you guys need to focus on that just as much, if not more, uh, in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, how you're performing in your role um, leading an organization. So it can be helpful that way too. Yeah. Agreed. I was going to say leading an organization, you want to make sure that your messaging gets across to the right people. Mm -hmm. And so if you <clears throat> ignore what sort of Enneagram you have or Enneagrams that you have around you and you're trying to get a message across, if you're not curating to a certain extent mm -hmm. how you convey that messaging, it could be missed. Right. So you could take that information and ignore it and say, oh, that's cool. You're a two. Oh, you're a seven. Oh, cool. Awesome. Anyway, so here's how I roll, guys. You know, it's being a little bit more flexible mm -hmm. in your messaging if you want that message to be received. If you don't want that message to be received, continue doing what you do. Yeah. Good luck. And I think the goal of any organization or business is to convey a mission, to convey a culture. Well, how do you mm -hmm. do that? Well, you do that by communication, right? Yeah, this right. is just a great mm -hmm. way to kind of funnel that in the right place. Absolutely. And yeah. I think for our team too, in team building, um, mm -hmm. we have, it's brought out a lot of vulnerability yes. and a lot of compassion for people. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't even remember if the two of you were there, but um, mm -hmm. we do it in, in staff meetings. Sometimes we do just fun questions or fun mm -hmm. things with the yeah. Enneagram. And it was, we were up in Galena once and I found, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't find it again. This is probably the seven in me, but uh, a, a screenshot off Pinterest. And it was... <coughs> I don't remember what the title of it was, but it was like one liners about each type. And it was, it just, they hit me in the gut and I shared them with each, uh, the team and they were kind of like, uh, so for the two, what it was is if I don't help you, you won't include me. So and, and, you know, we're all like, <laughs> yeah. and then the three was, <laughs> we um, never want you to feel I know. that way. Yeah. Like, so Please. if I don't yeah. kill myself being of helping you, mm -hmm. you, you don't want, you won't involve me. You right. don't want me around. Right. And right. that's, and the threes was the wounding message. If I don't, I don't remember to say it wrong, but basically, like mm -hmm. if I don't work my ass off, it wasn't that. But like you'll you'll see that I'm really a fraud. Sure. Like mm -hmm. I don't really have it. Oh, like yeah. I have to go out and prove and constantly prove and constantly prove. And then I think this the seven one was if I don't keep a smile on my face, I will drown in in sad like in heavy emotion. Yeah. Like I have to just be like all right. the time, or like it'll I'll suffocate. You know, and when you're, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, my God, we're all like, oh, are you OK? <laughs> you know, but it just brought us all like that realness, even when you're in business, mm -hmm. especially we're busy. There's a lot. There's a lot of expectations. Like, let's not forget we're all human. Yeah. We're all we all have needs. We all have, you know, desires and pains and traumas. And so the Enneagram has done so much for us in that connection. Right. Mm -hmm. um, our team loves it. Yeah. Our team thrives really in it. Um, and you do such a great job leading conversations about it in the retreat and making sure our team understands it 
like you said, a lot of people want to go to like, I do this because like, no, but you're, you do that. You're, why are, why, why are you motivated yeah. by that? Why? Yeah. Why? And sometimes yeah. you have to really get uncomfortable oh, about yeah. that. I think with the Enneagram, you have to be pretty self-aware to accurately kind of type yourself, but then digging into it, there's some really tough things that you have to look at. And so that can can kind of deter some people. But I think it's a really healthy thing to look at, mm -hmm. you know, why do I do what I do? Truly, why? Uh, I know for me, you know, even in, in parenting, it's helped me a lot because as a two, as you were saying, you want to be needed. And the minute you feel rejection or that you're not needed, that is just, it's hard to deal with. And so what we do, we twos do is we insert ourselves into situations. Sometimes we where we are not needed <laughs> right. and we are not helping. And we think we are and we want to and we think we know better. And so I've had to realize that in a lot of things in my life that uh, I, I wasn't needed in that conversation. I did not need to insert myself there. I wasn't not only did I not help, I maybe even made it a little worse. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so that's been a tough pill to swallow. And um you know, it's it's part of that self-reflection process that I think is really important for people. Um, so so not to say that negative, you know, Enneagram is this negative thing where you're sitting there bawling because no, you're, you know, but it but it it helps you realize some of those things so you can course correct, right? And yeah, it's and a compass. Do it's better. such a yeah, great compass. If yeah. if I'm or if I'm an organization, because with our <clears throat> new website and our our new kind of pivot that we've been mm -hmm. uh, creating and developing with Ann and Ellis, you're going to be available mm -hmm. for other organizations Absolutely. to um, have these sort of discussions. Mm -hmm. yes. So in your opinion, what is the best way a business could integrate this um, utilizing somebody like you as an mm -hmm. Enneagram coach? Is it once a month we're going to meet and have a group conversation? Mm -hmm. Could it be more one-on-one -on -one where we're going to bring – Nikki in and have, and it could be via Zoom if we're working with individuals that are sure. in Omaha or something, mm -hmm. where it's kind of touch bases, right? Like how are yeah. how are things going? Are there are any issues with employees that maybe aren't, you know, showing any sort of motivation or right. inspiration or passion? Has that been lost? I think, I, in, in your opinion, what is mm -hmm. the best way to navigate that as an organization bringing somebody like you in? Yeah, I think depending on uh, their needs and their... Um, their needs in that moment or their long-term vision. I think it could be both, honestly. I think it's great for team building exercises. I think it's great to get your team together and uh, talk about these things to understand them, understand themselves. And then how does that translate to the team environment? So there's some things you can do around team building and communication and, and sharing and being vulnerable with each other. As Megan said, it, it really does help with that compassion and that having empathy for our team members. So I think in a team setting, you could absolutely do team events where the group would get together and do that. I also think it's um, individual coaching, I think, then can also supplement that. So if you're a leader who wants to, um, you know, better further their leadership skills, they could absolutely do coaching. Or if they're employees who really just want to to grow and 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 continue to strive to be their best selves, I think individual coaching is great. I've seen it applied in both. Um, so I think it just depends on the needs of the team, the needs of the organization, and the individuals there. Um, but I, I think both, and I'm available for both types of work. Uh, you know, again, depending on how deep somebody wants to go, 
Um, I've done coaching before. I've done wellness coaching before. Um, so I have a skill set in that and uh, I'm happy to to help with that. I know for our team, it's just been really, it's been really fun, it but is. also just really helpful. I think, it is. It's a team. fun thing that we can continually reference. You know, we've learned enough about it. You've coached us through it. You've coached us individually. You've coached us as a team. You've coached mm -hmm. us as leaders to understand our team. I, you know, if, if anybody's looking for something like that, I think mm -hmm. it's, I could not recommend it more. Um, it's one of the pillars, I think, of, of why we have such a close-knit yeah. mm -hmm. team that yeah. functions so well. Um, and they can function well outside of us too. You know, we don't, they understand each other um, well uh, in a positive way. It's not like, oh, right. she's this way or she, yeah. it's like all with positivity and compassion, mm -hmm. which which I love. So let's yeah. dig in a little bit and talk about um, our types. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be interesting oh, to talk. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, talk about even the three types of us sitting. Uh, John's a three, two, okay. so we John. can we can right. reach we'll into John what in John's yep. when we the two Riley and John are threes. I'm a yes. seven. You're a two. Mm -hmm. So let's explain to listeners our types, and then I'd love mm -hmm. to um, even maybe compare some of how we work together as a three and a seven would be sure. kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and regarding types, I think uh, for most people, most of the attributes of, of their types need to resonate with them. Not everything about your type is going to hit 100% on, but, you know, it needs to be pretty close. And again, typing, um, I have a whole process of how to help someone type themselves if they need help with that as well. That can really be helpful to do. But so the type threes... Riley and, and John, you Let's guys go. are typically <sighs> called the achiever, the successful achiever. And uh, so- say, say more about that. Yes. <laughs> John. I like the sounds of that. You are amazing. I've always liked yeah. the sounds so, of that. <laughs> I know. That's just like, ah, feeds my soul. I yeah. love that. Do you hear that, mom, on the yeah. podcast? I'm an achiever. I I'm an achiever. It. Enneagram says I, I am. I did it. So it's real. That's true. <laughs> I am. That's what it is. So your uh, core desire as a three is having status, having respect, being admired and, and successful and accomplished and, and valuable. You want to see mm. yourself as an attribute, a valuable attribute to an organization or, or to whatever relationship that you're in. Um, as a three, though, you do have some some fears. And say less. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> we're going Bleed, in, delete. John. We're going deep here. <laughs> um, you don't want to be thought of as incompetent yep, definitely. or a failure or inefficient. I'm looking at Riley Mullane, Riley Ellis Mullane, um, <laughs> like or worthless or, or that you're not successful, mm. that you didn't do what you say you were going to, going to do. Um, your core, your, your weakness is deceit, or sometimes people will call them the seven deadly, like the sins. Yeah. There's actually nine Enneagram types, so there's nine sins, but you're, you're, it's deceit. And what that means is, is that you deceive yourself and sometimes other people into believing that you are the only you're just your image yep that there's nothing more to you than what you're presenting externally to other people that um you might even put on a persona like you might be able to walk into a room of CEOs and you can shape shift and actually kind of take on the elements of those people in that room and be like I'm I'm a CEO too, and I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> yep. And um, you know, and so you you need for yourself, but also others to see you as someone to be admired and to be successful. And then your core longing, get your tissues out. Oh God. You just want to be loved for being who you are. 
Oh, you don't need Lord. to be fake. You don't need to be somebody you're not. You just need to be you. John just fell out of his John, chair. He's John in a fetal position. He's in a fetal That's position on the floor. Yeah. You just want to yeah. be loved for who you are. And so for threes, a lot of times what they'll say to help with that is to just sit with being your authentic self. You know, and and that's hard to to do when your mind is like, but no, but I have to be this because I need people to see me like that. And so, um, you know, that's a, a a hard thing to do when your core value that you see in yourself is being that admired, yeah, successful person. <clears throat> were Were you telling me? Um, you were talking with is it Paige with uh, Illuminations, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you were talking with her about. Enneagrams and our personalities and how the business relationship works and you're telling her that I have you know tattoos and stuff and he's like she's like because like the Buddhism and all these things and he's like oh he's putting a lot of things on him that mm. that he's like trying to mm. to do sure but maybe not making time for me no but I, I got this though the, it's like yeah. this, I want because this. they are on these, my every skin. single it's tattoo they're body. reminders yeah. of like kind of a yeah, utopian yeah. mindset yeah the authentic like who right. you are at the core outside right. of achievement yeah yeah right. threes i don't know about you john but threes don't sit in trauma or stress very well mm. um i tend to shut down not 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 shut down and run away so like if you know last minute changes or just what what whatever it is mm -hmm. if the the less strategic control I have or things that are outside of my control that I'm looking at is like, why would you do like, why, why, why? I don't get resentful, but I just, I tend to shut down and be like, okay, fine. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go and do this. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I'm, you have no I'm, time for that at all. Yeah. You're just done. You just that. go around you to that person. You don't yeah. maybe like dig into that issue. You're just like, I'm going to go around it and I'm going to fix it. And it, yeah. I wonder if it's because you don't want to be associated with that lack of inefficiency or underachievement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think from, from, a, from, I don't, I don't know about you, how, how you mm -hmm. guys were, but I remember I was thinking about this when I was mowing the other day. <clears throat> Very thinking about like mowing. a three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfectly straight line. Perfectly straight line. <laughs> I do need to know. Doing the stripes, the one classic zero dad stripes. Yeah. 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 See, as a three, when I'm not on a zero turn, I'm like, if I had a zero turn, I can get done twice as fast. It would be more efficient. <laughs> but then anyways, uh, <clears throat> they don't, give the zero turn mowers away those are pretty expensive yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. but i was i was mowing and i'm like what what are like things that i remember at a young age mm -hmm. that still hold true today and i remember going to different places uh whether it be on vacation or with friends and Maybe my friend's parents had really good seats at an Iowa game, or they lived in a really big, cool, awesome house. Do you hear my stomach, by the way? My, my I stomach, don't hear that's it. what happens when you fast is your stomach. I'm not like ripping farts in a podcast. <laughs> well, not this podcast, anyways. That was not today. So yeah, that was last that's week. my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Got, these yeah. mics are. Yeah, that's your I, farts of glory podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'll save that for need uh, to do that one. Live stream. I love that. I'll make some more money that OnlyFans account. Yeah. See so you fart on camera. Ten dollars a month. You probably could like make a ton of money. Think of it, you'll make money. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, but I, but I, I remember being like, if they can do it, I can do it. Or you see a big. It wasn't out of ego or materialistic things or even money. But it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Did you work hard? I'll work hard. Did yeah. you have a dream? I'll have a dream. Did you have to meet a bunch of people? I'll meet a bunch of people. It was never. 
oh man, I'll never be able to afford that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, going to Hawaii as delusional as, as it might sound, it's that's, this is my core belief is when I'm going through the North shore in Oahu and you see these houses that are $25 million in my mind, I I look at those and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, I could see myself working hard enough to get there. Mm-hmm. It's never a situation where, could you even imagine, Melissa? Kids, hey, kids, can you imagine? Like, look at That's that. Impossible. Jeez, must mm-hmm. be nice. I've never had a must be nice attitude. It's if you can do it, I'm going to try to figure out how you did it. I'm going to try to figure out how you did it. <laughs> sure. Now how I can do it better. Because if, if, if it's possible, then it's possible for me. Right. Yeah, and then that kind of- yourself in that achieve, in the lens of accomplishment. That, that that you can do that. And that's, but Riley, what I also see in you, you do that for yourself, but you are so good at doing that for other people on our team. Mm-hmm. You, threes can be the best cheerleader uh, for anyone. You, if someone were to, on our team were to come to you and say, Riley, I really want to accomplish X goal. You're like, okay, let's get you there. Like you will help someone to get there because you can see in others what they can't see in themselves because yep. you see it in yourself. There's no doubt in your ability to be able to accomplish mm-hmm. whatever that is. And you then, the gift of a three then is that they can see it in other people. Also, and I, we've talked about this with with team members is I can see it in themselves and I see it and I'm trying to get them there mm-hmm. and, and they, don't. they either don't see it in themselves or, or you know, and, and that's frustrating because you can see it clear as day and you're willing to help them get there. And I think that's that wing too. I think I'm a yeah. three wing too. Now, mm-hmm. as you uh, talked about uh, inserting yourself in places where maybe you shouldn't, yeah. that's you me that so too. often mm-hmm. because of somebody that might say a few things about how they wish they could mm-hmm. or, man, it would be really cool if... And I'm like, oh, I perceive you as that person already. Mm-hmm. So here's 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 some ideas, Harris. Yeah. And they they either a get defensive, yeah. Like, well, I wasn't asking for your help, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I've lost so many, I guess, quote unquote, friends or other DJs in this industry because I came in and tried to help, tried yeah. to help, but they mm-hmm. took that as Riley telling me what to do, or mm-hmm. oh, look at Riley telling me how to do things. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not where I'm coming from. But right. you just told me you're an issue. Like, let's talk about how to get through that issue so you can reach your full potential. But some people, they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. No, they just they're wanna... not ready to hear it. Well, sure. And some people just want someone to listen. That's something that I know that I I will sometimes say to my husband when we're talking is, I just need you to listen to me. I don't need you to fix it. And some people just want to want someone to listen, but I can imagine for a three, that's really hard to do because you're thinking, but no, but you can do these three things and then your thing will be fixed or you will accomplish that. I can imagine that would be really hard yeah. to just sit there and listen to someone talk about something and not do Especially anything about it. Yeah. Oh, and my yeah. kids are only eight. We were talking yesterday, John, I don't know how you're going to be with, with your daughter, but oh. Oh, like Lord. my daughter, Isla, who is just, she's a wildflower. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she is going to, I think, get her heart broken a thousand times. She's going to fall in love like like she's yeah. just she's my wife's like spirit. Yeah. You know, she's just she's just that little hippie eight year old yeah. that loves yeah. 
throwing purses over here and Barbies <laughs> yeah. over here. And uh-huh. oh, maybe I'll make my bed. Maybe I won't. Anyways, it's a beautiful. Yeah. I, mean, I love that about her. Yeah. But what's so hard for me is that I she doesn't practice any structure. It's like, Isla, mm-hmm. put your shoes away. Your shoe rack is right there. Or Isla, why do you have all these things when you only use two of them? And I was getting on her yesterday and it's like, it's so hard for me yeah. as a parent mm-hmm. and a three with an individual that you love more than life itself, right. not to try to help. Yeah. And so as we were talking, as your kids are older and they're going off on their journey, if I see they're in harm's way or there's danger or they're going to set themselves up for a colossal breakup and she's going to be in a, like, it's going to be so hard for me to bite my tongue, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to because it could ruin or tarnish relationships. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. need to serve as that soft place for them to land. You're their yeah. safe space. When yeah. they get hurt. Or at least like, oh, I can't. Like, no, I, I totally agree with that. I, I'm yeah. the same way. I'm like, yeah, this is. But I've also found myself in circumstances where, you know, I've had a friend who was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm creatively, I'm in a rut. You know, I got this job. I want to. And I'm like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to start a TikTok page. You're going to. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I promise you, like you, this will be your creative outlet. And you're so talented and you will without a doubt, get this huge following if you just do this. Won't do it. So n- now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I I can make suggestions, but I mm-hmm. cannot push because yeah. I'm just, it's the problem solver. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Right, yeah, and right. The, and seeing it in other people. And like you said, if, if you're looking for somebody to help you have a game plan and motivate you and cheer you on, it's a three, mm-hmm. right? You know, but be careful if you come to them and, you know, you go to <laughs> they're going to expect they're actually going to do yeah. Yeah. the they want, things that they say yeah. to do. Yeah. And if you don't, that you're going to be but out. You're no done. one better. Nobody better. I, yeah. I think the last thing I'll say about a three for, for me, how I operate. And again, it took me a long time. I've been very open about um, my alcohol usage and, and, and recognizing that it was an absolute problem. Uh, it'll be two years in, in August, which is exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. But, Best decision I ever made. I've said that mm-hmm. a million times. But if you're out there and you think you have an issue or if you think you have an issue, you do, yeah. in my opinion. If you stop drinking, if you have him telling you it's the best thing you're ever going to do in your life. And if you need to talk, I'm, I'm your guy. But tracing that back, it was just it was an escape. It's mm-hmm. I need a way to that was my um method to be in the moment and to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's been a busy week i deserve this and i'm going to escape mm-hmm. but then it plays a role in everybody else you're around it's a very selfish escape sure right it doesn't put you in the in the one of my one of my favorite quotes is sobriety promises everything alcohol did mm-hmm. right right yeah it's like yeah. not the wow. and, and that's so true i probably butchered that quote a little bit but it's like that's everything alcohol promised it promised happiness and joy and being in the moment mm-hmm. and being able to capture the essence of the moments that you're in. And because I try to like really do that and control that, alcohol was like the best way for me to like decompress and turn that off. But again, not having that in my life anymore allows you to better understand just how much more authentic it can be yeah. when you have that yeah. awareness. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah it's just being that aware. Clarity. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's a lot of what it is sometimes and checking back in with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and... And when you get stressed, where do you go? And what? And so when you can see those negative patterns that you um, – and also just acknowledging yourself that, like, the things you don't have to be. You don't always have to be achieving. You can – you know, you know it, that's what the Enneagram helps with. It can really help center yeah. you, I think, a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right. sure. I love a three. 
Threes are yeah. Threes, threes are, are one awesome. of my favorite can, uh, types. You can come in a little They're, uh come on a little strong sometimes, <laughs> but we mean well. We mean well. Yes, they have the right uh motivation at heart there for that. Um, so we can talk about the sevens. All right. Our, Here we go. Our entertaining optimists. Some people, uh, some Enneagram will call them the enthusiast. Mm. Um, so a seven's core desire is to be happy and fully satisfied and content. So you want to uh, experience the things that make you feel alive and good and positive. Uh, your core fear is to be deprived to be trapped in emotional pain, um, to feel limited or bored or like you're missing out, you know, FOMO. A lot of sevens have FOMO. They're not invited to something or if you missed out on something fun, it's that's not what you want to experience. Your core weakness, and we laughed about this, is gluttony. So you tend to fill that emotional emptiness or, or pain, whether it be stuff, alcohol, shopping, food, yeah. experiences, just going, going, going kind of things because you want to feel satisfied. You want to feel content. You're always striving for that next thing that's going to make you feel content and peaceful and satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then your core longing is that you will be taken care of, that mm -hmm. someone will care for you. Isn't that, that crazy? you don't always have to be the one doing and thinking and going and providing and all the things. I think that's so true. I don't want to interrupt, but like when I had – I went to both of you, I was like kind of an overwhelm. And if I look mm -hmm. back at what the core of that was, is like, I feel like I'm having to, like nobody's yep. helping me. Mm -hmm. Nobody's taking care of me. I'm overwhelmed because it's all on my shoulder. So that makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sevens are, so on the, the positive side of it, sevens are the people that if you want to be spontaneous and like, let's pack a bag and go on a trip this weekend. The seven is the person that you want to do <laughs> that with. <laughs> um, sevens, uh, similar and threes and sevens mistype a lot. We were talking about that a little bit. Um, sevens are also a, a huge cheerleader. So if I was to come to you and say, I want to do X, you'd be like, oh yes, absolutely. That sounds awesome. And you would talk big picture and creativity and, and ideas and fun and how great that would be and all of that sort of thing. Um, so again, you know, starting a business, like I know one thing that brings you a lot of joy is helping people to um, cultivate a business idea mm -hmm. to start. And, and you're motivated. And so are you, Riley, but you're motivated by different things. So you love the new. You Expansive. love when something gets mundane and routine and rote, you're you don't like that. So mm -hmm. you really enjoy the new and the creative and the innovating and the fun of it. Yeah. Um, on the converse, sometimes sevens are looked at as flighty like you can't finish anything you go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and you don't ever follow through on what you're gonna do and i'm not saying that's you but sevens like kind mm -hmm. of have this bad rap about that um so it's threes and sevens i think in relationship are very complementary to each other um and whether that be personal relationships business relationships um and and two just a a lot of people will will ask well what Types are better in marriage or in business yeah. together. And there really isn't a best. There are some types that are better suited for each other. Sure. But anyone can be with any partner of any type. It doesn't matter. Or you can be in business with any type. It doesn't matter. Um, there's a book that I also love that is a compliment to The Road Back to You called The Path Between Us. It's mm -hmm. all about the Enneagram and relationships. And I I pulled a couple things about threes and sevens um, that I thought were, were kind of cool. So threes and sevens are – you're very strong. 
Um, you don't want to necessarily be vulnerable. Threes provide, sevens avoid. Um, you tend to not like to sit in negative feelings. Mm -hmm. um, um, you, you get along, um, but you have to commit to some reality checks sometimes when it comes to what you want to do or where you want to go or what you want to be. Another piece that I thought was really interesting um, that sevens and threes, there is um, sometimes you'd, you like you don't want to limit yourself, right? So sevens don't want to be limited. You you don't want you want to have the freedom to do and explore and do all the things you want to do. Um, threes also don't like to limit, but it might be more limiting. Like don't tell me how much I can work. Yeah, or how much I can do. Um, <laughs> Just don't tell me what so, to do. So the the thing with that is because neither of you really like limits, you can get yourself into a situation where you are over your capacity, you've exhausted your resources, especially, you know, personal resources. Mm -hmm. So you just really want to be careful because you are in business together that you're not wiping each other out because you're both for different reasons wanting to do and go and be yep. and create yeah. and do all the things. And so it's... You know, yeah. it's it's a trap. Sometimes you can get yourself into. You just have to be really careful. Well, I think um, we had very similar experiences in school. I was a terrible student, not because I was incompetent, but because I put very little effort in things that, whether I was right or wrong at the time, <laughs> mattered. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was a teacher I didn't respect, or a coach I didn't respect, mm -hmm. or they didn't communicate with me in a way that I thought I was worthy of being communicated to. Now, again, I'm very coachable and sure. with individuals that I respect. And that's right. why with Megan and I, yes, she's a seven and she likes to go through different ideas mm -hmm. and, and all of these things. But the amount of respect I have for you works really, really well with our relationship. Well, number one, I know we have mutual respect, mm -hmm. right? I know mm -hmm. when I throw out an idea, you're going to respect that, whether it's a terrible idea or um, an opinion or a piece of feedback that pertains to something that we're working on. Yeah. Because there's so much respect between the two of us, everything we discuss holds a lot of merit in how we mm -hmm. respond yeah. and how we move forward. It's it's I've never, ever received a message or, or anything from Megan that I'm like... Typical seven, on to the next thing already. We're, we have 17 other things we need to do. And here she is talking about this. Because of the respect I have for you, what almost activates that achiever in me is because it's like, man, well, I respect this person more than, I mean, 99.9% .9 of people in my life. It's like Melissa, my parents, her parents, and it's Megan, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if she thinks this is a good idea, Let's get to work. Yeah, Let's go. Let's go. do it. Well, and I think you guys trust each other. Too. Yeah, we do. Trust is, is huge in any relationship. Um, but I think you guys trust each other that you both have each other's best interests in mind and you're not going to steer each other down, mm -hmm. you know, the A, wrong, path. wrong path. I think what's exciting about our relationship is that we're both, both fast thinkers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's fun to be aligned with someone who thinks quickly and can keep up and if I have an idea or get excited, you are, you need everybody in the room, right? You need the people that are like, slow down a little bit and just check that, mm -hmm. you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you do. But 
but what's exciting about our relationship is you can keep up with that pace and you're again have that anything is possible yep. mentality which i have as well i just don't feel like if you said you know we're going to start a cheese farm i'd be like yeah okay well let's figure it <laughs> out farm, right you yeah. know um one thing though i've had to really watch though with with you as a seven because i am the one that'll go what what slow down tell me more about that i don't you know I really have. I really want to be mindful and careful about that because one thing you don't want to do to a seven too much is say, Crush their "Stop, yeah, right, like <laughs> slow down, hold that." You know, uh, it's coming from me from a, a place of caring about your capacity sure. and and what you can take on, but because you have so many great ideas, and without your great ideas, I wouldn't have the life, you know, my lifestyle that I have with my my work and what I do. But also, I, I want to support you, right? So I think with a seven, if you have a seven in your life, uh, you can really support them in a helpful, productive way. You don't have to crush all their dreams. You don't have to poo-poo everything they want to do and accomplish. Um, you just have to frame it in a way that mm -hmm. a seven, so that they know that you're coming from that place of true compassion and love and care and that you care about them and that you're, you'll jump right on board with them and be right alongside them. Um, but that you're not trying to crush their dreams yeah. and crush I, their soul. I, with. I think that's so important because, you know, in all of our relationships, everybody does that mutually. So there's there's that enthusiasm, there's the respect, there's the honesty. I think we've become self-aware enough to filter ideas. You know, we'll filter out the bad stuff anyway, you mm -hmm. know, and sometimes you guys sit back and like just let us go through the filter. Mm -hmm. The only negative side, I think, is we both are like, Yes, we can do these 20 new businesses and we can like because it's exciting. It's exciting for us for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so we will both probably overfill our plate a lot. And then we both have different moments where <clears throat> you may feel like you're not executing or being efficient. I may just feel like I'm not, it's all on me, you know, and we kind of just feel like, oh, mm -hmm. and, and we have to be careful with that, yeah. you know. And, but then yeah. I think again, Enneagram has really helped us to understand mm -hmm. what that looks like, how to slow down, how to ask for help, when to kind of recalibrate mm -hmm. and move forward. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think even the times when I'm – there's a lot going on, you know, and I always say I, I've done it to myself. Mm -hmm. I do. I bring on the things that I want to do, and I, I've done it to myself. I'm thinking about fostering three um, – four three-week-old baby kittens and bottle feeding them for are. the next week. I mean, it's just part of just throwing that out there real quick. Sometimes I have to throw my ideas out there, like just slip them in and we're like, nobody will, like nobody really heard that I was going to do that. So nobody crushes it, tells me no. Anyways, and then but, I heard her saying that she wants to volunteer at that I'm Iowa Farm Sanctuary and I'm just sitting back being like, <laughs> you're like, she'll find time to do this, I guess. You're like, <laughs> when are you going to go it. feed the cows? That's I was crazy. so alive yesterday being licked by that cow and pooped on it was fine that's a whole, um, that's a whole other topic you and your element yeah i was just like alive i loved it but i think um i, I think the beauty in it then is I, we also understand that like no matter the frustrating days or whatever and i hope this is true for a lot of business owners is i would one would not want it any other way i wouldn't want any other people by my side like i I wouldn't want it any other way. It's still okay to have days where you're like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and I think then as a seven, that's where, you know, I was talking to, you know, about a, a three being able to um, really be present and and who you truly are, not who you think you should be for other people. For sevens, it's being able to sit 
in some of those really uncomfortable feelings and and let yourself feel that and process that and you don't get stuck in it yep. right you don't want to get nope. stuck there but let letting yourself process through some of the more tough feelings or emotions um, they recommend a lot for sevens to practice mindfulness and meditation to slow down and take a breath and uh, it's easier said than done sometimes yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's helpful to to not have to go on to that next new thing or the next adventure um, to just kind of be you know in with yourself yeah. and where you're at and um, and I to your point I think one of the things the Enneagram does and I know it's done it for me it does help you to recognize when you are, I call it a rumble strip, kind of, you know, the rumble strips on the road when it, it warns you when a stop sign is coming up. That's what I think the Enneagram can can be. Yeah, It's it's a serving as a warning like, okay, you're, you're, you're heading down a stressful path here, or in the Enneagram language, it'll say unhealthy. You're, you're heading in an unhealthy path. Um, and, and again, the Enneagram is very layered. There's much more to it than just your one type. Riley mentioned wings. I've got my two wing one shirt on today. There's wings, there's um, stress and growth paths, there's triads. We're human beings with very complex personalities, and the Enneagram is also very layered and can really geek out like I do and know about all that stuff um, because it's more than just – I'm more than just a two. I'm, sure. There's other aspects of my personality. You're more than just a three. You're more than just a seven. So it's um, – very layered and, and complex. But what that does when you learn more about that is just helps you learn more about yourself yeah. and others and, you know, why and, and how that can be so helpful in our personal relationships, professional relationships. Um, you know, it's yeah. really helpful that way. I love looking at the dark side of the numbers because that mm -hmm. helps provide more self-awareness on mm -hmm. what paths Absolutely. not to go down. Yeah. And, and you'll see in a lot of Enneagram writings, it does tend to focus sometimes on As the tougher should. side. Um, because that's where we tend to, you know, well, I don't want to look at my things. I, you know, for me, when I had that, that epiphany about how I insert myself into situations that I don't need to, because I think I can help because the, the type two's kind of deadly sin is pride. I think I know better how to help someone than they know how to help themselves. So I'm going to insert myself and I'm going to help you. And, and I think it's coming from a place of love, but it's coming from a place of pride. That I think I know better. Guilty. And it's off. And it's <laughs> and like, oh, that's how I'm a horrible person. No, it's just something you have to be aware of. So when things come up, am I doing this from a true place of authentic love and care? Or am I inserting myself because I think I know better and I don't really, and I need to stay out. I need to distance myself from that and let, you know, it, it could be something between two other people or something that someone is going through. I need to stay out of it. They they need to walk their own path and have mm -hmm. their own journey, and I don't need to be a part of that um, because twos um, want to be wanted and loved, and we perceive rejection or not being needed as I'm not worthy. I, I I'm not. I don't need to be involved in this business or this relationship because they don't need me and want me and all of that. So um, it 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 can feel very overwhelming. So like you said, when I, you called me the other day and said, I need help. I was like, oh. you know, I was like, <laughs> my moment. Me. Yay. She I'm like, here. Yeah. Yay. Um, and I, because I truly knew you were asking for my help for real. And I'm coming from a place of, of love and yeah. wanting, wanting that. So for me, how being a two has played out professionally is I'm a better, we were talking about this on the way down here. I'm a better behind the scenes person. I'm a better individual contributor. 
I'm someone who is better to organize and be from afar than leading out in front. And so um, that fits in really well with my yeah, two-ness. Yeah, it and, does. Um, and also, too, just a quick clarifier, just the Enneagram is not an excuse for bad choices, bad behavior. I mean, I joke sometimes, say, well, I'm in two, so that's why I do that. Well, no, not really. Um, it's not an excuse. It might be a reason why you do something, sure. but it's not an excuse. So you can't claim a reason, not an excuse. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's reasons why we do and say the things that we do, but excuses are not acceptable. And it's not the Enneagram isn't an excuse. Yeah. So no, I love it. You can't use it as an excuse. No. You shouldn't. You shouldn't use it as an excuse. And Real quick, what are the two books you have there just so the people yes. listening can maybe check them out? Yes. So I tell people if you want to take a test, just because I love taking those kind of online tests where you're answering questions, um, to find your Enneagram type. Again, there's a lot of free tests out there. The one I refer people to is your Enneagram coach. Uh, she has a great free test. Um, but really the best way, because again, I mentioned tests are only 60 to 70% accurate. The best way to find your Enneagram type is to read about the types and kind of whittle it down. So you'll know there's nine types. You'll know pretty quickly the top, you know, two or three that are are probably you. But this book, The Road Back to You, is um, kind of my primer. I have a copy um, all the time because it it's an easy read. Mm-hmm. It goes through all nine types uh, and really um, can help you understand your own type and others' types very easily. It's not a tough read at all. You really want to start to nerd out like I am. It's so good, though. I love um, that book. This book is written um, by a woman, uh, and she co-wrote The Road Back to You. This is Suzanne Stabile. I love her because she's a two also. Mm. Um, she co-wrote The Road Back to You with Ian Morgan Cron. They're awesome. They both have podcasts as well. Um, but she wrote a book called The Path Between Us, which is all about the Enneagram and relationships. So it talks about if you're in a relationship with an eight, here's some things to know. Mm. If you're in a relationship with a seven, a three, a two, uh, and it talks about how those different types, you know, interact with each other in relationship. And I think it's a nice next step um, because you can apply it professionally in your team, in your organization. You can apply it pers- to personal relationships as well. And it's it's a great book. Again, very easy read. I love it. Um, these are kind of my two main ones yeah. that I those recommend for people to get into if they want to learn more about the Enneagram. Well, I know you like working behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. as we start to redevelop and redesign our website, which Mm -hmm. should hopefully be done mid-summer, July Mm -hmm. probably, (laughs) you're going to start seeing a lot more of Nikki. And uh, as much as we want to keep Nikki our secret weapon that nobody knows about, (laughs) we thought, well, we might as well have her on the – might as well let people know about what she does. But, you know, if you are somebody that – leads a company, or even if you are a solo Mm -hmm. entrepreneur that wants to dive a little bit deeper into your motivations Mm -hmm. and your why, Mm -hmm. I can't recommend having somebody like Nikki, having Nikki specifically be your person. And you're going to start seeing a lot more of that on our our website and ways to get a hold of Nikki. Yeah, it'll be great. um, Yeah, opportunities. She'll have coaching opportunities um, available, uh, individual group, doing retreats, things like that. And We've done it firsthand, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been an integral part. And I would say we have a very, very solid, well-knit, cohesive, compassionate team. Um, And this has been a huge growth piece for us. So, yeah, you can have access to my sister uh, here soon to be able to to explore those things. This has been awesome, guys, as we wrap up. This has just been 
a fun conversation. I could talk about the Enneagram forever and ever. Um, it's just, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's fun. fascinating. It. It's helpful. Um, it's great. So thanks for coming because, on. Because yeah, as our lives going. change and different experiences that we take on, it's not, it's not just one conversation. Okay, cool. Mm. Awesome. I'm a three. Thank you. I was trying mm. to find that out. There's, yeah. Hey, Constant. I'm, I'm going to be experiencing this business acquisition. What are your, what are your thoughts? Well, mm. Based on what I know motivates you and your why, here's mm -hmm. why that might not bring you the kind of happiness or fulfillment that you mm -hmm. think. And oh yeah, you know that's a really good point. And then you start to dive deeper and deeper. So to have mm -hmm. have whether it's somebody on retainer and and all of these things. All I, there, there's there's a lot of Enneagram coaches. Yes, I get it, but there's yeah. only one Nikki, and I can well, tell you, we would you. not be truly, we would not be where we are today without you on our team and thank keeping you. us accountable in the way that a2 keeps us mm -hmm. accountable and your yes. personality and everything so yes. i don't want you to overthink this what is your favorite frozen pizza don't overthink it crap i don't oh. tombstone jack's original thin john uh totino's <laughs> oh the totino's party <laughs> it pizza. makes me think of college yeah <laughs> they come on the little thing you set it on the has the like silver circle yeah the microwave. they're like a buck <laughs> i uh i like mine cooked <laughs>